Welcome to the I Feel You podcast, a show all about mental health, race, love, and all things life. One conversation at a time with human therapists, Adriana Martinez, Lena Nicodemus, and dope guests from different places and spaces. This is not a substitute for counseling with a licensed professional, just the coolest waiting room you've ever been to. Welcome back to the I Feel You podcast. My name is Adriana. And I'm Lena. And we are here talking for the last time, formally, officially, about boundaries. Yes, that is a boundary we're setting. We're not talking about this anymore. No, no, we're, <laughs> we're over the boundaries. Me. Yeah. But we had to go all the way because we committed to three. And, yeah. you know, we're not quitters, so. It is a lot, though. I think sometimes boundaries, like the word self-care, can be a little bit triggering for people because it's like what if I don't have those same boundaries we talked before about like some people have like really intense boundaries and you're like did I have boundaries like that right I don't really have a lot of boundaries that's true Mm -hmm. my boundaries are not your boundaries but you should know my boundaries so you don't cross them I like that that's cool Mm -hmm. yeah and we're trying I mean I was just kind of thinking about as I feel like because we've been talking about it for a good three weeks and it's always something that I feel comes up often with my clients that, yeah, I'm becoming more clear about my own, <laughs> mm. right? Um, which is good. I just, I hope that at some point it doesn't feel like this. It's it's that muscle, right? It doesn't feel as, it feels more, um, I don't know, maybe second nature for them to just be like, it just, it is what it is. And it's not something I have to overthink of, think about. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm glad this is the last one we're doing of this series. This is the longest we've talked about any topic and in the last 17. mostly on topic about I know. It. I know. That was a lot. So many I'm, accomplishments. I'm tensing every muscle right now to only think about boundaries. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. I'm like breaking into a sweat. Are you Okay. But how's your week been before we dig in? Oh, yeah, true that. Um, This week, let me think about this week really quick. Give me a second, everyone. Um, I mean, I guess uneventful, if I can't really think of much. I will say that it was really nice yesterday to throw my uh, best friend's baby shower um, with very few people, but... I don't know. It was just kind of nice. It was sunny. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost won one of the games. Yeah, almost. Sorry about that. You know. Um, so I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of like being out in the world and just socializing with people. Um, mm-hmm. We're both vaccinated, which is cool. But even still, we've talked about it's still the beginning of... Um, having some kind of normalcy but it was cool it was cool to be out I realized how energized I was and how tired I was by the end of the day because I'm not really used to that much socializing Mm -hmm. um at least not lately so that was cool it was really nice yesterday I think that's the only thing that pops out is my highlight Mm. I can't think of anything else other than my week was pretty uneventful for the most part just Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. yeah feed myself three meals a day good that's good. That is good. All right. Sorry. We got distracted. I got distracted. There was like a motorcycle. I think. I'm focused. You're focused. Yeah, I know. 
How was your week? Uh, my week was good. I got, um, I just got a DNA trans test. Oh my God, I couldn't even <laughs> do it. Wow. <laughs> I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm seventy uh, percent Swiss. Swiss, like the cheese, like the I chocolate. Do, yeah. So okay. So you did text me, and I don't know. I didn't hear listen to the tone of that. But how do you feel about being Swiss cheesy? I feel very. I'm. I mean, yeah. Like I told you, it's like wow. I'm. I'm white. Oh my right. God. Who would have thought? <laughs> I know when you said you were gonna do it. I'm like. Yeah, it's probably going to just say you're just white. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, I mostly like I mostly did it because I wanted yes. to get some uh, health information because I don't know, you know, a good half of my family's health history. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because I got severe scoliosis as a kid and like other health stuff that's genetic, I was like, I feel like I'm the one who tends to catch all the random stuff. So yeah. I want to see what's coming down the pipeline for me. Yeah. So the the ancestry part was more just kind of out of curiosity. Yeah, but um, you know, in terms of health stuff, I'm very fortunate. I don't have a lot of risk factors there, oh, other good. than the ones I already got. So you're you're all exciting. you're all set. Yeah, I've already I've already passed. I mean, I have like just history, like uh, predisposition for certain things that I think are fairly common for um, white people. So, yeah, I didn't know that we could do that piece, the health piece of it, or maybe I did. And because it was like an add on, I was like, I ain't paying five more dollars for that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Or whatever it was. But 23 and me, I did do, no, I think I did. Is that ancestry? Yeah. 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 They probably talked to each other though. Well, I think the databases are similar. I yeah. don't know, though, because I actually ordered I I did an ancestry one, too. So I'm waiting for those results because I did the ancestry one before I, I ordered it before I realized that you had to the health thing was completely separate. I thought it was just an add on. So then I got the 23andMe one, which had both. And so I already like the ancestry one. They were going to charge me a fee to return it. So I was like, I'll just do it. So we'll corroborate and see if they're results. They're for real? Because, yeah, my family thought we were, like, Greek, Irish, Italian. Zero of those things. We're, like, 1.6% Italian. We're not Irish at all. We're not Greek at all. That's... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, bro, how did we get so lost? We got (laughs) so lost. Wait, but where was that... Where was that information coming from that you, you all were... Greek, Italian, and all that stuff. My grandpa even said, like, oh, when we came into Ellis Island, we were Irish and our last name was Kelly. <laughs> no, not according to 23andMe, unless somebody else in our family was Irish that was not in our bloodline because yeah. ain't got no Irish people in there. Is your grandpa still around? Yeah. Yeah. Does he know? I don't know if he's aware. Aware. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll have it to might make him aware. Either you make them aware of my just Bro, your be, life like, has been a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, how do we get how do we get from thinking we were Irish to then taking on this Greek identity? Well, what does it what nothing? did it mean to be Irish Nada. and Greek? Iris. Nada. Iris. What did it mean to be Iris? I said what Iris. It, what it, well, what did it mean to be you? Tell me. Iris. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like that's the thing is like it's kind of cool to be like, you know, we had a, a culture once. We weren't just like white. But we were just white all along. We yeah. were white masquerading to be other types of white. We weren't even authentic white. We were fake. Fake. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but um that's what I mean, I guess I'm just I'm saying it like lovingly too. I think there's a reason probably why that yeah. was a better belief to have or a belief that felt, you know. Well, like yeah, I mean, I think you know, back when my family probably immigrated from Switzerland apparently, mm-hmm. masquerading to be Irish, then changing our name to Greek, like the Greeks were probably not the people to be at that point. Why would you pick that? <laughs> what was what was your what was the reason? I must know. Like because the know. Greeks were not considered white back then. So why would you pick that? Hmm. That's interesting. Apparently my family has a long history of wanting to be people of color. I was gonna so say so bad. <laughs> so hey, bad. I'm, not, I'm staying out of it. No, I'm you not. can say it. Say it. <laughs> say it yeah so anyway not to take up any more space because my uh german ancestors did that they've done enough enough. yeah i'm gonna be quiet for the rest of my life (laughs) just to make up for all of it i got a lot of a lot of ground to cover no i need you to speak up i need you i need you i'm white (laughs) and i know it and i know it fully so white i'm white and i know it I mean, it's a shocker, you know, my skin's like when you were just helping me pick out my foundation, we were like, I was like, yeah, the which kind of white? The no, the lighter one. Or two. One. And <laughs> yours was too dark. Mine was for, like six. No, yours, <laughs> yours was too light for you. So you, you were like, maybe you can use it. The shade number I got was like 35. Yours was like 62. Well, there's 62. also tones, right, too. So even though I'm like, I'm light, I'm a little like lighter skin in some ways like there's like an olive tone there's like these undertones that go with like white right it's it's not all the same it's not we're not all the same (laughs) damn it (laughs) some of us are swiss okay does that mean i should aren't the swiss ones the the yodelers no i don't think is it (laughs) i think so you i don't know they're your people (laughs) you shouldn't you shouldn't i need to look into my heritage yeah i should go to this is a good excuse to go to switzerland it's cold as shit though i can go in the summer yeah anyway i'm down for that i'm still taking up too much space it's okay it's okay it's not okay (laughs) i'm like boundaries god let me set a boundary right now don't talk i did go on a i did go on a long tirade about that it's okay you, you you wanted to we hadn't actually talked about it as much yeah. you texted me that you were swiss cheese that was about it i was just like i like swiss cheese that's cool <laughs> that's cool at least they didn't come back and be like you're white you're white you're white they did kind of <laughs> do that they try to be nice about it they're like this is the route that your ancestors took from africa through the middle east i was like yeah okay we all started there, all right? <laughs> I get it. Everyone should. We all started. started there. I'm not taking credit for that journey. <laughs> that was a while ago that we were there, okay? <laughs> Jeez Louise. We made it to Switzerland, and we. St- I don't think Swiss people travel much. And when they do, they travel like they're Greek. <laughs> they pretend oh to be Greek. <laughs> oh, where are we from? The motherland Greece. <laughs> I want to know what your grandpa says. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, okay. He's going to, no. No, he's going to be like that. Trust me. Oh, well, yeah, it's your, it's your grandpa. <laughs> I'll just yeah. trust it. He smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> he's going to be like, cool. Cool. Pass it's a boundary, huh? 
Oh my gosh, we got to get on the boundaries. The good yeah. thing is this one's probably going to be pretty much shorter yeah. than the other two. Because now we're talking... <laughs> Iris is so funny. Um, so we talked about boundaries, why they're hard to set, what are boundaries for, what are they not, how do you set one, mm-hmm. what is the formula. Mm-hmm. If you were a bound... Or if you're clothes was or you're having accessory or clothes was a boundary what would it be mm-hmm. uh we took some questions and now i guess the big question is what happens when you set boundaries with people they don't honor them you reset them they don't honor them they set boundaries that are unspoken then you got to figure them out like what happens when you've done everything to the t mm-hmm. and now you're on the other end trying to figure out your life and mm-hmm why you've been friends with someone for the last 25 years you okay i'm good all right i i am all good this is fine i'm not getting triggered by this topic (laughs) at all what (laughs) no i'm good yeah what happened what happens to a relationship when somebody crosses your boundaries over and over and over again right Mm -hmm. you know so I think the big thing is with boundaries, you know, you shouldn't have to set them five million times. And I think sometimes when we get to the point where we're like, this person just won't follow my boundaries, we also have to kind of take the, the personal responsibility to say, you know, I let this person cross my boundaries a billion times. Mm. Not to say, not to victim blame and say that it's your fault because somebody keeps crossing your boundaries. I, I, I don't want that to be the message. What I'm trying to say is if somebody keeps crossing your boundaries, the more you keep stating the boundary, the less effective it gets. Right. At a certain point, you have to take action. Right. And the action is the million dollar go. question. Let it go. No, it's not. And what kind of? Sort of. I mean, it just depends. I mean, I think like what you said, you can do everything. You can set a boundary. You can also know what matters to you and somehow still be having difficulties on how to navigate this relationship. I think if it's someone I just met, uh, easy. They don't they don't get it. I don't feel like putting the energy I think it's those longer term relationships or the relationships we think need to continue to be in our lives. And, you know, they're just not evolving together uh, kind of thing. I think those are the hard ones to make some decisions or family. I mean, you know, I think it's hard to let it go with family or make that decision because there's so many, you know, like there's there's natural consequences of that or. um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I. I know that I've probably set boundaries with family, but the family that I have set boundaries with, um, one, they haven't really been like spoken. I just kind of distanced myself and it's fine and I I feel good about that. But I think it would be harder if it was like my mom or my dad or like my brothers. Um, Those are harder boundaries to set and I'd have a really hard time. And I think it would have to be, it'd have to be something really huge for me to really decide, oh man, you know, because then I have to deal with the, the grieving of that relationship and I think that's one of the things we wanted to talk about is you know uh kind of what comes after could potentially be grieving the loss of a relationship Mm -hmm. or the loss of what could have been in the future of that relationship Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, a lot of the clients I work with are adults who are estranged from their parents. And <clears throat> there is a lot of grieving there. And I think sometimes when we are stressing out over the communication and the boundaries, a lot of the time it's because we're trying to avoid mm-hmm. the grieving of this isn't working, right? So accepting that this relationship's not working, right? And having to let it go and grieve it. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's easier said than done. Like you said, with family, you know, I know that's hard. I'm not sitting there with my clients being like, you just got to accept it, right? Right. No, it's it's very, very hard to accept. It's like an everyday process. Like one of the um, creators I follow on TikTok, um, her whole series is about, you know, um, being the adult child of a narcissistic mm. parent, um, which is another huge rough. part, right? It is, I think, with... We should have an episode on that. That comes yeah, up a lot. Yeah, yeah, because that is one of those areas where boundaries are continuously going to be crossed there's nothing you can do there's no effect with with certain relationships there's not going to be any way that you can state the boundary in a different way or express it differently so that the other person's going to get it there are certain relationships where the best boundary you can have is distancing yourself from that person right and you know she has a video about like just how she's having to grieve that on a daily basis it's very painful yeah, that would be really hard, and that can be really hard. I think, yeah, I definitely feel like it's a theme that comes up a lot with my clients, and a lot of them mostly with the family situations. A lot of my Latinx clients, uh, mm-hmm. I think, in the Latinx community, and like um, having, <clears throat> I think, what family means sometimes is uh, <laughs> no matter what, that's your tia. No matter what, that's mm-hmm. your grandma. Or you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just speaking for personal experience, but I feel like there is this like. We're a collective. We can be dysfunctional, but we're going to always be this collective and we, we kind of just deal with it. Um, we deal with it. We deal with it because that's that's your mom. That's your dad. You know, you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. I feel like that is kind of a message I've gotten. I don't know if it's like specific cult to culture, but I do hear that a lot from my clients who I'm working with where it's this this idea that, you know, you kind of accept people even when it doesn't feel good to be in relationship with them because they cross boundaries. They make us feel uncomfortable. They question us, you know, and I think, uh, I mean, this is another like maybe side thing, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of intersectionality um, in like being Latinx and having other things that go against quote unquote what it means to be uh, a Latina or Latino. And I think that is another place too is to be like firm on a certain position that you have or a certain identity that you have Mm -hmm. whether that's gender you know breaking the socialization of gender uh being queer um you know children like Mm -hmm. i there's a lot of clients that i have that are like i know my grandma had eight kids i know my mom had four kids but i kind of want zero Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um and they're at that like you know, I feel like there's this, I don't know, there's this, like, um, position that some of us are found to be in where we're the ones that are actually breaking something, like, mm-hmm. intensely. It's not happening smoothly. It's like, no, mm-hmm. right? And that's a hard place to be 
um, because you're not, it's not like over a hundred and something years, things are just evolving slowly. Right. It's like, no, shit was done this way. I don't want it like a hundred percent anymore. Right, like right. I want none of it. Yeah. Just being so completely opposite of your Completely opposite. You didn't give that space. Right. So I think that throws people off. That yeah. could throw people off if you're completely going like, no, as opposed to like inching your way and maybe in five generations, it like has a big shift. Right. To be that person or to be in that generation that you're like really breaking some, mm. some, uh, norms, uh, culturally or, um, generationally, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think is something that I just wanted to bring up in terms of how boundaries um, can really affect relationships and friendships mm-hmm. and family dynamics. Yeah, and I think you know, to your point, I think the challenging thing too is that sometimes it's from generation to generation. Um, like for example, if you and your siblings are all on the same page of like, I don't really want to have children. And it's hard for your parents to understand that. But sometimes, you know, it's it's even harder if you're that the individual child in that example and your siblings are all sort of on board with the norms or the customs of your family, but you're the only one. And so it's not only setting boundaries with your parent, but it's setting boundaries with your siblings mm. as well. And the boundaries, you know, that's a, that's a lot of boundaries. To right. Set. It's right. like... You know, sort of like the, remember those Britannica encyclopedias? Yeah. It's like one for each letter. It's like you got one for each. Mm-hmm. For each person. Know, family member. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I also think, I don't know, I don't know how common this experience is or what's happening sometimes, but I almost wonder sometimes too, when it is that one person in the family who's really breaking that custom or that norm or whatever that may be. And I'm just thinking about, what's it's what it's like for the other family members to see that person break it right like hey i didn't i didn't get to do that shit you don't get to do that shit right and so i think there's this like i'm not gonna i don't know if it's envy but this idea that like to be the one to do it and to have others see that one it's great and sometimes there's like yeah go for it like that's it's, it could be empowering if that's the like the message you're getting from siblings or cousins or one parent at least or something like that um, but it could be really hard to see someone also evolve in that way, in a way that maybe someone really wished they wanted to, right? You think about, you know, the mom or the dad or the cousin who did have to follow those norms because it was really hard to set boundaries. It was really hard to, mm-hmm. you know, um, decide like, this is who I am and this is kind of what who I'm going to be. And then someone's like, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. And I'll bring on the consequences. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that could be really hard. Mm-hmm. That can be really hard too for the other family members, which kind of builds that resistance sometimes. I wonder if that sometimes that happens too when others are seeing boundaries happen and kind of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what what their response to it is. And- yeah, it could be really supportive, or it could be really hard if they've mm-hmm. been struggling with boundaries themselves, and right. you know they didn't it didn't happen. Iris is really snuggling up over here. Maybe I should stop doing the whole, the whole uh, scratchy. Yeah, good luck. Sorry. We'll just here. Oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> Iris, can you relax, please? I know you just love attention. Oh, that's so sweet. You're gonna I go to it. your friends later and get lots of attention. Okay. Okay, mommy. Okay. 
Yeah, I think the challenge is too is that then sometimes that distance from the parent or the family member, you know, it's not always a parent, right, um, can cause distance between you and the other members of your family by nature. Or even I think sometimes family uh, or groups or, you know, any dynamic like that can sort of fracture around right. that person who's the one breaking the cycle right so well i mean that can also be with like taking talking about breaking the cycle if you're in a friend group mm-hmm. and one person's like i'm not doing it anymore do you just break up with everybody now because right. now you just kind of threw right. off the dynamic right yeah um, so it can happen in any kind of like you said social uh, dynamic uh, mm-hmm. group whether it's you know mm-hmm. family by choice or your bio yeah. fam you know uh yeah, I think it's hard. Yeah, it's, I mean, we get used to kind of the roles of people and like what we expect others to do and how they play into the dynamic. And then someone might say, I've been playing this dynamic and maybe it felt good for a little bit and now I don't really like it. But what is this going to mean for all of us? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I still get to be this and we evolve together or does this just mess up the whole thing now? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And the challenge is, is that I think a lot of times people don't really realize how much relationships continue to change and evolve and, um, you know, especially with family dynamics, you know, things things change. People make decisions for themselves that affect the family system in mm-hmm. some way, um, you know, and and it's it's really hard, I think, for us to adapt to dynamic shifting even if it's for the best of that per- for that person right it's it's really hard for you know the person on the receiving end sometimes to accept that even if it ultimately is is for the best right like you know I know that I've set boundaries I've had boundaries set with me that might have caused quite a rupture in the dynamic and not because the boundaries weren't set in a healthy way but because Sometimes dynamics can get so used to the equilibrium, adjust to a certain communication pattern, to a certain rhythm in the dynamic, and mm-hmm. when that gets disrupted, it, it's it causes a, a rupture, causes for sure a shock wave, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's hard to accept that in the moment that this is for good. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking now just shifting to parenting in terms of my experience, like having a tween, you know, uh, boundaries are changing. Um, I forget that she is she's going to be 13 this year. Yeah. Um, I won't speak too much without your permission, Emma. She's probably going to listen and be like, thank you, mom. But she listen to our podcast. Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Every Dang. once in a while. I mean, oh, some I things know. are kind of like, you know, so if I know it's an episode, we kind of went too sideways <laughs> or too, too, too human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then she won't listen to it. But every once in a while, because I if I'm editing or I'm like, whatever, she'll hear some things and she likes to hear her her shout out sometimes. But oh. I won't talk about her situation specifically, but I will say that even just basic things around you know, knocking before I come into her room now. I mean, 
there's it's kind of hard to understand that that she's actually kind of growing out of a certain age where now I have to ask for permission to mm -hmm. come into her room, right? Mm -hmm. Um but I it's it's a good thing. It's it's good that she's going to have her independence and that she gets to say and give permission for things like that at her age, right? She's three years old. Hell no, I'm coming into your room, but Right, right. <laughs> but I think it's 12 years of this and now I have to kind of adjust to her teen years and what does that mean? Um, and it's just her and I. So I think it's also another thing too, right? Like now it's just her and I. So it just makes it harder too, right? Because we have been kind of more attached to each other over the last 10 years. And now there is a separation. And so I have to take care of myself in that. And she has to be able to be her person. So I think just to going to like how, um, how, uh, what do you call it? How used to we get to certain dynamics mm -hmm. and not really realizing that it's okay for it to, to change over time. You know, the next stage will probably be college or whatnot. There's going to be another shift. Then she's going to be, you know, I think there's, it's okay. We should actually <clears throat> expect things to evolve. It's, it's a good thing to change those boundaries yeah. over time and good thing to change dynamics for, I mean, who wants to act the same way with, <laughs> all their life with the same person, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure with our parents, my, my dynamics have changed with my parents since mm -hmm. I've been younger and new boundaries are set and it's okay, but mm -hmm. it's hard. It, and it depends on the kind of boundary we're setting and the kind of boundaries they're, you know, they're setting as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where, you know, someone setting a boundary or changing in some way, it's really holding up a mirror to ourselves and our own, ways and communication styles and everything and that can be really jarring right and I think especially hold, holding having a child you know really holds up a mirror in a lot of ways and um, I don't know what that experience is like personally but it sounds like it's one that you know makes you really look at yourself more than you really expected to you you, you yeah, good she's getting cozy she's she's just trying really hard to oh she good girl it's okay Sorry, you do that. But uh but yeah, I think um again, like you said, it's it's really helpful. Like I even so this is why I love DBT therapists, because they really balance the acceptance and change dynamic. And my therapist recently, you know, called me out on something that I was doing, right? And really pointed out how it wasn't serving me. And it was like Ugh, like it was like I hate those moments <clears throat> I hate love them right yeah <laughs> but yeah. first I hate them for the first 24 hours <laughs> yeah like and and she kept being like how are you doing like how does this feel to hear this and I was just like okay. no, I guess all right we're good yeah because yeah, okay. it, it hurt okay. to hear that but like I'm so grateful that she called me out because like we talked about before I mean I've been to therapists that just validated everything I said and made me feel good about it and you know, that didn't help me ultimately in the long run, you know. And so, again, it, it can hurt. It, boundaries can hurt, you know. Someone communicating how they're feeling about the relationship can hurt, right? But ultimately, yeah. it's ultimately it's often for the best. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, I was reflecting last week. I know we were talking about what one listener was saying uh, or what one listener asked about boundaries in terms of someone setting a boundary that 
or one person setting a boundary that was kind of unspoken and not really clear about clear about it one trying to figure out what it was and i know i said that there might be some emotional like lack of emotional awareness or lack of emotional intelligence but then i i was thinking about it it's funny how i process the podcast after sometimes too but it's not just that like you can't i would think about the times i've been emotionally aware and i think i'm emotionally intelligent i have been for a long time but it's immaturity, right? Like, I think there's, like, immaturity that can play into it, too. Like, if you're not emotionally mature, because I'll be aware and I'll still make a decision to not, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I'll be aware of exactly what's happening, but I'm going to avoid that. Or, yeah. like, I have that choice, too, and that's immaturity. So I think for me it's been immature when I've shown up where I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm so aware and, like, all this stuff. But if I still don't show up mature then I'm missing something. I'm still missing something to to give to that person. So anyways, just going back to that, I was thinking about it. It's not just about awareness and having, mm -hmm. you know, intelligence in the emotional arena. It's also to be acting, to having the, emotion, the emotional maturity to engage. Yeah, yeah. And because also, like, none of us are 100% perfect, no. right? You can be most, I mean, being mature is a growing concept. Well, yeah, it's changing too. Yeah. I mean, we've acted super immature <laughs> in so many Today. situations. Yeah, like we're always twenty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we were immature in like a conversation, we were trying to. I mean, our relationship, our friendship is at play, right? So yeah. I think there's a lot of risk there. Whereas if we just act stupid or whatever, and we act emotionally immature in other situations, like that's okay. Debatable. Sometimes it's not okay. <laughs> oh well. I don't know. We shouldn't out ourselves like that. <laughs> well, okay. We have a couple questions that I think would be good to, to wrap cover. Up. Yeah, as a way to like other troubleshooting things. So, mm. you know, one question was, you know, what to do when someone misinterprets your boundary or takes it personal personally because of their own trauma, which are kind of two different things, right? Mm -hmm. But sort of how do you clarify a boundary or... How do you respond if someone takes it personally rather than because when they do that in a way, it's a way to avoid hearing the boundary. So I got the iPhone 12 and now I got that face ID thing. Which oh, is, so is that why you did that right now? I was kind of like, it's cool so because I don't to have phone. to like do the phone thing, but I got to take more angles so I can do it from here because I, I have to be my like, phone. Yeah. but yeah, so I think sometimes when people take it personally, it's because that's that's a sign of emotional maturity. And speaking from personal experience, I, I tend to take things pretty personally at first, right, in certain situations, right? With, like, work dynamics, I'm pretty good at, you know, working through that, right? But right. sometimes with, like, friends and stuff like that, it's a little bit harder for me not to take it personally. And in a way right that's a way for me to actually avoid taking responsibility for my actions because then i'm focusing on my hurt feelings yeah Fizzle. yeah it's true well we were talking about before we started the session the podcast session <laughs> last uh last week we were both taking shit personally like when we were trying to respond to people that we were trying to set boundaries with or trying to figure mm -hmm. it out like we were right before we were going to record and i'm here i could see like you and like what was going on and you probably were you told me to not text so it's like we're I think both that, like oh, we are not in 
we're not. We're in personal land. Yeah. We're in full-blown personal land where this is where we want to turn it around on what the other person's doing or when they have hurt us or how dare they, you know, even address that I was two hours late. <laughs> right, because of what you did first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of human, like that's the human experience, I think, to take things personally. Otherwise, we wouldn't be persons. <laughs> yeah people you know like i think there's something there but i think it is that turnaround like do you do you reflect on it how long does it take you to reflect on it what is that work that you need to do or you want to do in order to not be in that space longer than i mean because it it does create suffering Mm -hmm. we can ruminate about it Mm. we can overthink it we can call 10 friends try to get some validation (laughs) have you been following me I mean, we do all these things that actually create so much suffering, including trying to find people to get on our side. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) instead of just like sitting with it. And yeah, I hear you. I've gotten a lot because I definitely in the past have been someone to be like, you want to go? Yeah. (laughs) If someone tried to say something that I didn't want to hear. And I've gotten a lot better at taking a second or a couple days to reflect on it. Usually it takes me. But it's hard, right? It's we. It's hard to again, like it's hard to hear something we don't want to hear, right? And so I I heard once something that really stuck with me that humility is neither thinking that you're the shit or the piece of shit at the center of the universe. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna, that did that person already bumper sticker it? I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe I haven't can. seen it on a bumper sticker. So. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Called it. Yeah. So did we? Do we feel like we covered that one? Yeah, I think that one's a lot, but we touched on it a little bit. That's true. What about when someone gaslights by saying, "This is just how I am"? When you try to set a boundary. <laughs> Sorry, I know these are the tough. That's ones. A, those are tough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Taking that one personally right now. Mm-hmm. This is how I am. That's a good one. Um, I mean, I think that's a hundred percent to not own any if anything. Basically, mm-hmm. that's someone saying not even trying to own 80. They're like basically like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I think I think you have a right to be just the way you are. You can be unchanging. You can be just who you want to be. But then people around you can decide if they want to participate in your life. Mm. And you have to respect their boundary then if they need to they need you not to be in their life anymore. Right. Because I find that I wonder, I find that I wonder, and then I find and wonder. I'm but, finding and wondering <laughs> a lot. There's so much finding and wondering, Just, and you wonder and you find. <laughs> I've been I've been finding and wondering my whole life. This is our bumper sticker. Yeah. When you find, you wonder, but don't yeah. wonder too much. Anyways, okay. Yeah. We're Let's we're, we're reel it back. Yeah. Um. But I I mean I pivot. Um. I mean I think. I don't know what to say much about that one in particular other than, yeah, that person, people have the right to to just be who they are without changing. But I think then there's consequences to that that can that can be part of of Mm -hmm. a breakup or something. Mm -hmm. Right. There's Mm -hmm. not much we can say to someone. If I tell you this is who I am, take me as I am and just the way I am or, you know, whatever that other saying is, if you can't handle me at my worst, then do you deserve me at my best? That's another bullshit one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we believe that that's 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 empowering. Yeah, like this is who I am. That's yeah. that's empowering, sure. But then how, to a, how to many a limit? How many friends 
like how many relationships are going to hurt because mm-hmm. you think that way though mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i've definitely had relationships end with the person saying like this is how i am and i and i had to be like well how you are is going to be real lonely yeah <laughs> or how you are then doesn't involve me yeah anymore yeah right you know yeah. and because it, it, there's a difference between maybe us thinking like this is how I am and it's empowering because you know maybe this is my style right like I'm somebody who is a little bit more forthright you know I've been called blunt before right and I've learned to not be fucking rude Mm -hmm. still working on that yeah (laughs) so yeah my personality is a little bit more that way right but it doesn't mean I get to just be like Fuck you. Yeah, all the time, right? And just say whatever I'm thinking. Yeah, right? you do. It's not a pass to be an asshole. Like exactly, yeah, right? Or, yeah, no. right. So you know, finding that that limit, I think, is is helpful. And so when somebody's coming at you with that, then you can say essentially, like, I under I understand that that's how you are, but how you are is hurting me right now. So I wonder if we can find some compromise. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a complicated one. But I think, you know, really just understanding there's a difference between how you intend to be with other people and how it comes across. Yeah. There's a difference between intent and impact. Maybe I intend to be kind by being blunt. Right. But the impact is that it's hurtful if I say things to what I think is truthfully. For right? sure. So, but I think that closes the conversation. I think that shuts down the conversation. If someone says this is how I am take, and, and this is. You're just going to have to accept it or take it or leave it. I think it's it doesn't give an opportunity to really have a more of a conversation. But like you said, I really like what you said is that, well, how you are hurts me. So can we talk about it? Like, mm-hmm. do we want to talk about it? And mm-hmm. maybe that person does and maybe they don't. But I think then that's your information. <laughs> time to hit the grieving, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, time to let it go and figure out what you need to do to take care of yourself, because. I don't think it's fair in relationships for one person to uh have their needs met a hundred percent without another person like getting something out of it and not that you know there's percentages you know we're not going to assign percentages on how much you need to give in a relationship but there's no way in hell you can make it in balance that way where one person gets to say that and the other person has to tiptoe or walk on eggshells right because relationships are kind of a process of finding and wondering and negotiating right? <laughs> back to the finding and the wondering. yeah because you know you're essentially going to the other person saying this is what i need from you and the other person has the right to say okay let me think about that yeah but they don't have the right to say i can't unless it's unreasonable right, right? but it's that's where the negotiation comes in right the other person can say you know i don't know if that works for me what do you think about this right you know relationships yeah. any relationship is a constant i mean so, like if you think about a job you know every year you're going to ask for a raise or you're going to ask for different benefits or whatever right and then you're going to expect your job to want, negotiate that in some way right you know if you're at a job and they say well this is just what you're going to get at this job you're probably going to leave if it's not working for you and if right. they're never going to change right right, right. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that process, as you were saying it, I was like, that makes me feel seen and heard if we can have that back and forth. If you don't want to participate, I don't really feel seen, heard or appreciated at all. I just I don't maybe I'm just serving your needs, but you're not serving mine in any way or you're not willing to like hear me out on what I need. And that's hard. I mean, I don't 
I'm not saying I've never been in a relationship or friendship like that where it really felt like I was the one doing all the work and really trying hard. Mm -hmm. But I think it also comes from a place of my own stuff that I was trying to, you know, avoid, you know, being alone or abandonment or not being liked. And Mm -hmm. that's my work. But someone like that is not going to not going to be healing to me at all. It's it's only going to hurt me more as a person. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know, just kind of one last question to wrap all that up, because I think it relates a lot to what you were just saying. Yeah. Is, um, you know, what does it mean if we have to end a relationship and we've loved that person for a long time or Mm -hmm. had that person as a part of our life for a long time, right? I think sometimes there can be an experience of how did I not see this sooner? Why did I stay in this that long, right? Yeah. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I, as soon as you said that, I was just thinking about self-compassion and having that kindness towards ourselves to just understand that, you know, we don't always know what's best for us. We kind of aren't, we're not trying to hurt ourselves. We're trying to kind of coming from a place of trying to belong or trying to be with or, you know, belonging or being in relationships with people. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way we survive as humans too, right? Like it's a basic need that we have. So I don't know. I think when we get caught in those cycles or when I get caught in it, sometimes where I'm like, oh, like, why was I in this relationship? Mm-hmm. I've been in relationships that should have ended after three months, but went two years mm-hmm. like, damn. Mm-hmm. Right. But then coming back to it, like, what did that relationship give to me? What was the gift of it? How can I honor or honor the relationship, too? And if that meant that it, I I learned more about myself or um Yeah, I mean, I think having a lot of self-compassion and just trying to figure out what were the gifts of that. Maybe that that relationship, while it might have been painful, gave us, uh, you know, gifts on like things to work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a balance of the two, uh, not to silver line it. I mean, it doesn't mean that it was... You know, good thing you went through that. You needed to oh, go through it. Oh, you really got something out of yeah, that. Yeah, but it is like, <laughs> well, now we're you can't go back. Yeah. If anything, you're gonna get stuck in that like resistance again and that suffering if you if you're not present because it's already happened. So what now? Like, how mm-hmm. can you move forward and you know give yourself a lot of like compassion for whatever space you were in that didn't allow you to. Uh, didn't didn't kind of like allow you to see what the things that you needed to see. I mean, we get kind of stuck very much, I think, personally uh, in those times where I should have maybe ended something, a relationship or a friendship that I am really stuck in survival. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with trying to survive. Right. But then when you're ready to go, when you're ready to let go, like being able to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. for being in that relationship and being like, thank you. I realize how important <laughs> this is to me. And next time I'm going to see it sooner mm-hmm. and I'm going to catch that flag or I'm going to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finding some way to make meaning out of your your suffering again, not to silver line it. Right. right. There's still grieving. There's still pain. Right. That to acknowledge. Yeah, there. that's going to still come through. Yeah. Right. But, you know, also like finding some way to. To, and I, I really like the the parable that's like you're walking down the street, there's a hole, you don't see it, you fall in, you walk, you know, you, you say, oh, I didn't know there was a hole there. I, I should look out for that. The, the second time you walk down that street, you see the hole, but you still fall into it somehow. And you say, okay, I need to not fall into this hole. 
so then the next time you walked on a different street i think it's a little different than that i kind of just yeah so many holes in the street there's a lot of holes <laughs> in the street you gotta fix the lot street of holes in it. the street god damn it the goddamn street don't fix the holes i don't know i'm like where is this place we have, we have got to go tell them to fix this the yeah, holes like yeah I'm not doing, I'm not going down that street. I'm already someone then. But like, you know, you need self, different types of self-compassion at different moments, yes. right? Yes. Like, you know, sometimes you're going to need that self-compassion. Like, yeah, you didn't see that hole. Like you fell in or, oh yeah, it's really hard not to fall into that hole. Right. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you might need like the self-compassion that's like, all right, stop walking down that fucking street then. You yeah. Know? Right. Right. So yeah, I think, I think that calls, that's a process. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <sighs> well, I think that concludes our series on boundaries. Boundary. I would like to set a boundary that we're not talking about boundaries anymore. Okay. <laughs> you see how I was so like... That was easy. <laughs> boundaries, everyone. See what you mean? We just modeled it. So easy. Yeah. It's, it's easy when both people want the same thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's when they want different things that we have to negotiate. Mm -hmm. um, no, that was good. I mean, I'm glad we kind of stretched that out and also stretched our capacities to stay focused. Uh, we did good. I'm really happy. <laughs> so proud. Executive so proud. functioning. Yeah. And then watch us do the side. You know, we're now we're, as we said that, we're like. Eh. It's meta, though. Yeah. It's so cool. So I think that's it. I think that wraps up. And I know we're going to we got to head out soon, too, to. Uh, eat yeah my food. tummy is grumbling yeah i actually didn't eat very much on purpose Me neither. Today, did so. you hear my tummy no it might have got caught in the mic i'll have to listen back you have to listen back it's like echoing a moment into it. so it was like it was trying to asmr yeah um yeah so well we'll see what's up with our upcoming episodes i know we're gonna actually start bringing on some guests so that's really exciting mm -hmm. um in the meantime please try to try to keep following us don't 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 fall off yeah yeah <laughs> uh engage with us uh hit us up and let us know what you think about the these last three episodes um i don't know if some people tuned out or some people were like give me more mm -hmm. give me more of the boundaries mm -hmm. um but yeah we already set a boundary so you're you either got what you got or, you know, mm -hmm. take it as it is. yeah this is just how we are so this is how we are so okay yeah but, yeah, we're looking forward to upcoming episodes, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at IFeelYouPod. That's the letter U. Or you can email us at hello at IFeelYouPod.com. Again, that's the letter U. The music on I Feel You is from Thanks. You can find them on SoundCloud at THNX or Instagram at THNX Music. See you next time. Bye. Bye.